Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Chapter 48 of The Man in the Iron Mask by Alexander Dumas, translated by William Robson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Shadow of Monsieur Fouquet D'Artagnan, still confused and oppressed by the conversation he had just had with the king, could not resist asking himself if he were really in possession of his senses, if he were really and truly at Vaux, if he, D'Artagnan, were really the captain of the musketeers, and Monsieur Fouquet the owner of the chateau, in which Louis the Fourteenth was at that moment partaking of his hospitality. These reflections were not those of a drunken man, although everything was in prodigal profusion at Vaux, and the surintendant's wines had met with a distinguished reception at the fete. The Gascon, however, was a man of calm self-possession, and no sooner did he touch his bright steel blade than he knew how to adopt morally the cold, keen weapon as his guide of action. "'Well,' he said as he quitted the royal apartment, "'I seem now to be mixed up historically with the destinies of a king and of the minister. It will be written that Monsieur d'Artagnan, a younger son of a Gascon family, placed his hand on the shoulder of Monsieur Nicolas Fouquet, the surintendant of the finances of France. My descendants, if I have any, will flatter themselves with the distinction which this arrest will confer, just as the members of the Deloigne family have done with regard to the estates of the poor Marechal d'Ancre. But the thing is, how best to execute the king's directions in a proper manner. Any man would know how to say to Monsieur Fouquet, "'Your sword, monsieur!' But it is not every one who would be able to take care of Monsieur Fouquet without others knowing anything about it. How am I to manage, then, so that Monsieur le Surintendant pass from the height of favor to the direst disgrace, that Vaux be turned into a dungeon for him, that, after having been steeped to his lips, as it were, in all the perfumes and incense of Asurus, he is transferred to the gallows of Amman, in other words, of Enguerrand de Merigny. And at this reflection, D'Artagnan's brow became clouded with perplexity. The musketeer had certain scruples on the matter, it must be admitted. To deliver up to death, for not a doubt existed that Louis hated Fouquet mortally, the man who had just shown himself so delightful and charming a host in every way, was a real insult to one's conscience. It almost seems, said D'Artagnan to himself, that if I am not a poor, mean, miserable fellow, I should let Monsieur Fouquet know the opinion the king has about him. Yet, 
if i betray my master's secret i shall be a false-hearted treacherous knave a traitor too a crime provided for and punishable by military laws so much so indeed that twenty times in former days when wars were rife i have seen many a miserable fellow strung up to a tree for doing in but a small degree what my scruples counsel me to undertake upon a great scale now no i think that a man of true readiness of wit ought to get out of this difficulty with more skill than that and now let us admit that i do possess a little readiness of invention it is not at all certain though for after having for forty years absorbed so large a quantity i should be lucky if there were to be a pistole's worth left d'artagnan buried his head in his hands tore his moustache in sheer vexation and added what can be the reason of monsieur fouquet's disgrace there seem to be three good ones the first because monsieur colbert doesn't like him the second because he wished to fall in love with mademoiselle de la valliere and lastly because the king likes monsieur colbert and loves mademoiselle de la valliere oh, he is lost but shall i put my foot on his neck i of all men when he is falling a prey to the intrigues of a pack of women and clerks for shame if he be dangerous i will lay him low enough if however he be only persecuted i will look on i have come to such a decisive determination that neither king nor living man shall change my mind if athos were here he would do as i have done therefore instead of going in cold blood up to monsieur fouquet and arresting him off-hand and shutting him up altogether i will try and conduct myself like a man who understands what good manners are people will talk about it of course but they shall talk well of it i am determined and d'artagnan drawing by a gesture peculiar to himself his shoulder belt over his shoulder went straight off to monsieur fouquet who after he had taken leave of his guests was preparing to retire for the night and to sleep tranquilly after the triumphs of the day the air was still perfumed or infected whichever way it may be considered with the odors of the torches and the fireworks the wax lights were dying away in their sockets the flowers fell unfastened from the garlands the groups of dancers and courtiers were separating in the salons surrounded by his friends who complimented him and received his flattering remarks in return the surintendant half closed his wearied eyes he longed for rest and quiet he sank upon the bed of laurels which had been heaped up for him for so many days past it might almost have been said that he seemed bowed beneath the weight of the new debts which he had incurred for the purpose of giving the greatest possible honor to this fete fouquet had just retired to his room still smiling but more than half asleep he could listen to nothing more he could hardly keep his eyes open his bed seemed to possess a fascinating and irresistible attraction for him the god morpheus the presiding deity of the dome painted by lebrun had extended his influence over the adjoining rooms and showered down his most sleep-inducing poppies upon the master of the house fouquet almost entirely alone was being assisted by his valet de chambre to undress when Monsieur d'artagnan appeared at the entrance of the room d'artagnan had never been able to succeed in making himself common at the court and notwithstanding he was seen everywhere and on all occasions 
he never failed to produce an effect wherever and whenever he made his appearance. Such is the happy privilege of certain natures, which, in that respect, resemble either thunder or lightning. Every one recognizes them, but their appearance never fails to arouse surprise and astonishment, and whenever they occur the impression is always left that the last was the most conspicuous or most important. "'What, Monsieur d'Artagnan?' said Fouquet, who had already taken his right arm out of the sleeve of his doublet. "'At your service,' replied the musketeer. "'Come in, my dear Monsieur d'Artagnan.' "'Thank you. "'Have you come to criticize the fete? "'You are ingenious enough in your criticisms, I know.' "'By no means. "'Are not your men looked after properly?' "'In every way.' "'You are not comfortably lodged, perhaps?' "'Nothing could be better.' "'In that case I have to thank you for being so amiably disposed.' and i must not fail to express my obligations to you for all your flattering kindness these words were as much as to say my dear d'artagnan pray go to bed since you have a bed to lie down on and let me do the same d'artagnan did not seem to understand it are you going to bed already he said to the superintendent yes have you anything to say to me nothing monsieur nothing at all you sleep in this room then yes as you see you have given a most charming fete to the king do you think so oh beautiful is the king pleased enchanted did he desire you to say as much to me he would not choose so unworthy a messenger, Monseigneur. You do not do yourself justice, Monsieur d'Artagnan. Is that your bed there? Yes, but why do you ask? Are you not satisfied with your own? May I speak frankly to you? Most assuredly. Well, then, I am not. Fouquet started and then replied, "'Will you take my room, Monsieur d'Artagnan?' "'What? Deprive you of it, Monseigneur? Never!' "'What am I to do, then?' "'Allow me to share yours with you.' Fouquet looked at the musketeer fixedly. "'Ah, ah!' he said. "'You have just left the king.' "'I have, Monseigneur.' and the king wishes you to pass the night in my room monseigneur very well monsieur d'artagnan very well you are the master here i assure you monseigneur that i do not wish to 